Welcome back to the Scale Speaks podcast. Please follow all social media sites that you see here on the screen. And don't forget, click the subscribe button for more dope content. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, yes, yes. This is another episode of the Scales Speaks podcast. What is going on, everybody, from wherever you are? I am glad you are here. Man, I haven't gave y'all anything in a week. The last episode that I talked about accountability, I recorded that last Saturday and just finally had time to release it earlier this week. I think that was yesterday, but today I made sure I found the time to be with you all today. So welcome in. We are back at the table. We are back to regularly scheduled programming. And today's pod, today we're going to (laughs) pod. Today, we got a lot to talk about over the course of the last week, couple conversations. I have a couple things that are on my mind and I want to make sure that I get it all out and I will tonight. So strap in. Tonight is going to be a great show. I'm blasting it on every single platform that we have tonight. This is going to be a good one. I'm going to split the show up into three different sections. I'll have three parts. We'll talk a little bit on each section, go in. And like I said, it's going to be one of those nights. And why do I know that? This is going to be the first time I have a full bottle of great red wine on the podcast. Typically, it's been whiskey, bourbon, something. But wine just sets the mood for a great conversation, and that's what I expect tonight. Anybody that likes sweet reds, sweet red blends, Lilano Sweet Red from Lubbock, Texas. I drink everything, and this one is one of the best, sweetest reds that are out there. It is probably more on the dessert wine level, but it's pretty good, and it'll be something that'll get me through tonight. Lilano, a sweet red, very easy to find in Texas. And of course, what would be a Scale Speaks pod without the fragrance of the day? Fragrance of the day is Parfums de Marley Pegasus, or as uh, Jeremy Fragrance says, Pegasus. But Pegasus by Parfums de Marley vanilla e very it's a vanilla really it's like a woody vanilla smell but it smells so good oh man this was sold to, i wasn't even looking for this i was looking for a tom ford fragrance when i was looking for this one and i got it at nordstrom and a lady was like oh yeah if you like these fragrances And it's really good to tell people, okay, these are the kind of fragrances I like. These are the best ones in my collection. Oh, oh yeah. Come get this one. This is something that you'll really like. Within the first two, this was the second one. Smelled it right away. And I was like, yeah, this is a good one. Parfums, De Marley, Pegasus, Nordstrom, Saks Fifth, Neiman. Very heavy metal cap. Really bomb fragrance on the inside. Not a bad line altogether with Parfums, De Marley. Going to keep pouring this red. 
So what's part one? Part one is talking about being grateful. Frequently, I ask my sales team on our morning meetings, I typically ask them to go around the room and I'll ask them for something that they're thankful for this week or something that happened this week that they are thankful for. The reason why I ask them that is because I want them to have real strong perspective as to what is going on around them and seeing if they know, hey, I got a lot to be thankful for. Had a conversation with a good friend today and I reminded him what I want to remind you all that are listening. You have to give yourself some credit for your accomplishments. Most of the people that are the most of the people that I know that I'm friends with on Facebook and other avenues are anywhere between the age of 25 to 35. Why don't we give ourselves enough credit for what it is that we do? It's it bothers me how much credit we do not give ourselves. It is so it's mind boggling. The things that we have been doing. The things that we do are so, they are so incredible for this time frame. You talk about a pandemic, you talk about racial equity that people that we're trying to push and all the things that happened in 2020 as regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion. You talk about the the economic climate that we're in, the, the markets for used cars, for houses, gas prices, the fact that we are remaining resilient in this time frame, and this is for people specifically 25 to 35, but this is really for everyone. The fact that we've been remaining resilient in this time is astounding. It is incredible. It is a blessing for us to be able to be here to keep going through some very tough, dynamic times. Why are we not giving ourselves credit for what it is that we're doing in this time frame? It's crazy to me. We are all, most of us, I'm not going to say all because there are good perspectives out there. But a good majority of people are really just not counting their blessings with what they have. They're not counting their blessings with what they already have done. Most, most people in this age range, again, Pandemic, recession, economic climate, gas prices, home market, used car market, all the other struggles aside. You've done so much. You're dealing with things that are unfathomable. They're just crazy things to deal with, and you're doing it. Raising children in this climate is not easy. Managing working from home and managing being a full-time parent and a full-time employee is hard to do. So many things to balance and you're doing well. Raising your children, raising your son and your daughter, finding and building relationships with the right people, letting go of some of the relationships that you had very early when you were younger because they didn't grow with you so they can't go with you. Some of us have had to deal with loss, loss of siblings, loss of parents, loss of 
grandparents, loss of family, loss of friends, people that made really big impacts on us. And still we're finding ways to promote ourselves more, to still gain influence, to still get that access, to still knock down doors, to still break glass ceilings. I mean, let's just go, let's just go small. Your car is running. AC is good. Electric bill is good. Refrigerator is working. Where you live, you have a roof over your head. You have your basic needs, food, water, shelter. You are social media gives access and influence like it never had before in the past. You have friends and family that care about you, that want to be there for you and can and will talk to you. As long as you tell them what's really going on, if you are upfront and genuine with them. The problem with most of the people that are in that age range that I'm referencing, and this is probably a lot of the problem for some people, too. And I'm sorry I'm on a specific age range. Like I said, an old friend I'm talking to is in his mid-30s. So he's feeling like man, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not stable. I'm not, I'm not good right now. I'm not in a great place. It's dark. It's real dark. It's a lot of stuff going on. I told dude right to his face. I was like, bro, I need you to go pray and look around with what you got. I need you to go back and take inventory for what it is that you have. I need you to look around and just take it. I need to take 24 to 48 hours to look at, write down, and appreciate everything that you have because your perspective is flawed. The problem with people in our age range, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And that's been something that we've heard for a while. The Joneses got the nicest house on the block, the nicest cars, perfect everything. We're trying to keep up with them. So we are comparing ourselves and looking at them as the standard of what we need to do to live our lives to the point where I've said this before. We will trap ourselves and put ourselves in position where we will look and try to get something that we don't even truly intrinsically want in order to please other people that ain't even looking at us. We out busy trying to keep up with the Joneses and the Joneses are trying to keep up with the Smiths. The Smiths are trying to keep up with the Kardashians and they don't even know who the who the other families are. (laughs) It's a trap. It's really a trap. So where now you're looking at, dang, the Joneses got it, the Smiths got it. And you really trying to work to compare to them. You have things that are in your life that you need to account for and be thankful for that nobody around you, Joan Smith, Kardashian, cannot touch. You have innate character and value inside of you, baby. Why are you letting your power be robbed and taken away to somebody else that truly and honestly don't probably know your name and doesn't really care that much about you and your situation? Meanwhile, the people that really do care about you, you move them off to the side. Because they ain't moving like you're moving. They are. They're just doing it based on their own internal, what they're going through right now. 
They're living for them, not for others. And it's hard being grateful when you're looking at your life and you're like, dang, I don't have what I'm supposed to have right now when I want it. I want it now. And we always looking at, oh, man, like he got it. She got it. They got it. Why don't we got it? You don't have it yet because you're not grateful for the stuff that's in front of you just yet. You have to learn to get real comfortable with who you are and what you got and love that before you start to add on to stuff, before you start to add any more inventory to stuff that you don't even have the capacity and space for. Houses full of trash and garbage and stuff from 10, 12 years ago that you have no idea what to do trying to get to the next thing. That's why you have to take inventory of what you have. Screw the Joneses. Screw the Smiths. What's going on in your household? What you on that you good with? We way too hard on ourselves. We way too hard on ourselves, man. And it bothers me. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh, like, Dustin, chill. What you talking about? Like, we not. What I'm saying is. We're doing way too much. We're making it more. We're making it more difficult on ourselves trying to keep up with somebody that we don't even take inventory and look at what we got. And if you really, really sit back and look at it all. You have a lot. You got more than you think. You may have an abundance of clothes. You may have an abundance of gadgets and toys and bigger toys and stuff that you don't even know what to do with. Gifts that are old that you haven't used and touched. Sneakers and shoes that haven't been worn and touched in ages. Clothes that don't fit that you don't know what to do with. Stuff in your garage, stuff in your in your basement, whatever it is. If you really look and account for what you have. And that's just the stuff. You woke up, bro. Since you woke up. Ask any ask anybody that works with me. Ask anybody that works with me when they say, yo, Dustin, what's good? How you doing this morning? 90% of the time, I say, it's another day above ground. And some people, some people may not get it. They don't understand it. And some people, it's a risk because, hey, something might have happened in that person's life where they can't feel and be that same way. And I get that. But for me, I was thrilled, excited, and so blessed and happy to just wake up, to let my eyes see another day, to go at it. So every step I have, the shoes I put on, the suit that I put on, the car that I drive to work and back, the fact that there is no traffic, no accidents, that I don't get hurt, that somebody doesn't run me off the side of the road. Man, I'm grateful for every step. I'm grateful for every breath. Forget the stuff I have. Most of this stuff is replaceable. Most of it's replaceable. There's some things that I'm like, yo, I'm just happy I woke up this morning. I can give a damn about the new car that the Joneses got. 
I don't care about what the Smiths, the Robinsons got. I don't care. I'm happy for y'all that y'all have it, and that's the way y'all want to live y'all life. And I'm hoping that y'all are truly happy. But for me, it starts from within. It starts from inside. So I ask you, what are you happy for? What are you grateful in your life? What are you happy about that you woke up for this morning? And don't tell me nothing. Don't sit here and tell me you don't got nothing to be happy for. I think that's crap. And you know me, I'm trying not to cuss on the cast. I got people at church, family members, work, co-workers. I try not to cuss on the cast. But when I say that's crap, you know what? It's bullshit. I don't got nothing to wake up. Yes, you do. You got a friend. You got a family member that cares and loves deeply about you. And if something happened to you, they will be so devastated. You wake up and get a chance to do it over again. Whatever you left uncompleted yesterday, you can complete today. Oh, life is hard right now. I get that. It is. And I'm not sitting here telling you it's not. But if you're looking at all the negative and all the bad, how are you ever going to be grateful and talk about what's good? It's the little stuff that makes you feel so much better throughout the day. You woke up. You were able to get some food. Some of y'all have been able to go on Uber Eats and order food every single day off Uber Eats. That's crazy blessings. You're getting taxed, but it's crazy blessings. Your family, your friends, your sons, your daughters, sisters, brothers, cousins. I mean... How how do we live a life where we don't feel gratefulness, where we're not full of being thankful every day? So part one is just asking. Today, as you hear this, if it is today or later down the road, whenever you do come across this, the question I ask is, what made you happy today? What are you grateful for in your life? Who, what came across that made you smile, that made you happy today? What was it that you, how'd your energy, how, how was your energy when you woke up this morning? Was it dreading? Was it like, oh man, I didn't want to wake up? Oh man, I, I ain't want to wake up, man. Why did I wake up? Or was it like, dang, yo, God, appreciate another day. The sky father blessed you with something. Another opportunity to do it. So I just want y'all to really think about this because the lack of gratefulness is putting us in a really bad position as a, as a, as a people because we're looking so much at what we don't have that we can't even appreciate what we do. And we'll go as far to try to ruin and replace the good things that are in our lives right now for something we don't even know about that may not even make us feel any better. So be thankful and be grateful for what it is that you have. 
And further, before I move off the topic, because I was about to, but before I move off the topic, some of the most successful people that I know practice daily gratitude. They will tell you about three to five things that they're thankful for before anything else. It's easy for them to talk about and be it's easy for them to talk about their successes. They're more humble because they know that what they have is far greater than what they had before. And that's because they're taking daily inventory of watching their past become their present so they can be better in the future. I feel like success and gratefulness go hand in hand. When you are thankful and truly, honestly thankful and grateful for what it is that you have, who you are, what's around you, who's around you, how you get it, when it, when you take inventory of what you have in your life and you become thankful, I really truly believe success comes with that. So as you're taking inventory and looking around and asking what you're grateful, what you're grateful for in your life, what makes you happy, remember that gratitude and success are hand in hand. The more gratitude and the more things that you're happy with with your own life, I believe that there is going to be success that follows. Part one, be grateful. Always be thankful. Part two is a conversation that me and my wife had earlier this week. And... This may raise a few eyebrows and cause a discussion, which is what I want. And don't worry if you are not subscribed on YouTube, if you are not following me on all social media platforms. Well, excuse me, if you're not following me on you subscribed on YouTube, this will be posted on all social media platforms because, again, I want to have the discussion. This is a simple question. This might turn into its own podcast in the future. Can men handle rejection? Actually, tonight, here's what I'm going to do. This this will be a podcast in the future. And I know just the person I'm going to partner with to ask this question. Ace, you know who you are. You're up. So the next time we talk on IG Live or our first conversation on IG Live, Ace, this is going to you. Can men handle rejection? Because I want to hear the women's thoughts and the men's thoughts. But this is going to go on Facebook literally tonight, and we're going to have a discussion. Can men handle rejection? Me and my wife had this conversation, and she says no. Men cannot handle rejection. And when I mean rejection, just so I'm clear, I mean a gentleman goes up to a woman, goes up to a lady, Ask for their number. She says no. Ask her out on a date. She says no. Gets the number. Maybe a nice guy, whatever the case is. She doesn't respond to text. She doesn't respond to anything on social media. She ghosts him. Pretty much with or without intention, intent, maybe whether this was intentional or not, Ghosts the man and says no. Tells him absolutely not, no, not anytime, whatever, in any of those cases or forms. So when I say it that way, when I'm talking about that level of rejection, and again, it's a no. 
phone number, ask me for my ask me for my number, phone number, ask me for my number, date, sex, whatever. No is no. Can men handle that? Can men handle rejection? I say men can handle rejection. The reason why my wife says men can't handle rejection is because in her own words, men get so butthurt and so annoyed because their fragile egos don't allow them to hear no because, well, excuse me, they get so butthurt and then they think, oh, they can become a savage and then they can treat and talk to women any type of way and pretty much cuss out the female for the fact that she just said no one for no other reason. Guys do get hurt when they are rejected. I think guys can handle rejection. And this is the part that may be controversial and raise a couple of eyebrows. And this is why I said need a little bit of help. Mind you, anytime I talk about any things with relationships or anything on this topic, disclaimer one, I am not an active member of the manosphere in terms of fresh and fit. Kevin Samuels, any of those kind of podcasts or things like that, I am not a part of those. That is not what this platform is for. That is not what this podcast is for. But because I am a guy, these two things, these things come up because I am a man and I've had these thoughts and conversations with other people. But that does not directly tie me to those shows and those podcasts. Second disclaimer. Any of this, anytime I have conversations like this, I have talked to my wife, I have talked to Lex, and she's given me her opinion on it, and I will tell her this is something I'm probably going to talk about on my podcast because it is a very interesting conversation. And she will tell me that's cool, I support that, or she will tell me no, I don't think you should talk about that. And that's out of respect for her because I don't want her to feel like I'm starting to talk like what I talked about in disclaimer one. She will let me know if I'm going too far. So the conversation was this. Can men handle rejection? She says no, because they get butthurt that they were told no. I say yes, men can handle rejection. But I added just a little bit to that. When you're talking about accountability, it's always it's always interesting to see how blame gets how blame goes. Is the did the guy approach you incorrectly? Did he not have the right swag? Did he not have the right approach? Did he not have the right words? Was it something about him that turns you off? Because you are 100, 1,000% in your right to tell a guy no. But, but I believe men handle rejection when they get a reason. And that's the part that raises eyebrows right there. I don't owe a man nothing. I don't owe a man a reason if I say no. No is no, and you are right. But I believe 
men go into a most guys are logical they use their brains when they hear no they take out logical guys are solution focused most guys are solution focused when we hear a problem notice a problem sense a problem or are presented with a problem we immediately want to fix that problem we want to go into a mode we could try to fix and overturn what just happened? What is the situation? Can we make it a positive? Can we go from here to here with stats, whatever it is? So when you tell us no, as women, when you tell a man no on a phone number, on a date, on sex, or whatever the case is, he automatically goes into a mental state where he wants to find a solution. He wants to understand and know why the answer is no. And again, you are not you are not in a position where you need to give a guy an answer. But my belief is that you send guys into a tailspin when you ignore when you go ghost, when you leave on red when you see a guy is clearly interested and because you have options or you have other people that you're courting and dating, you kind of put him onto the backside without telling him up front where he at, where he's at, what position he's in, who he's ranking against, what he's fighting for. When you are not up front with a guy, ladies, when you are not up front with a guy as to what it is you want and what it is that you expect from a guy if you give any steps towards misleading a guy to thinking he has a chance when he does not and you tell him no he's going to get to a solutions focused reason as to why he's going to try to ask questions as to why and if he never gets that answer if you tell him no and he's really interested in you and you do not give him that answer That sends guys into a tailspin. And that's the part that my wife was talking about. The lashing out. The, oh, women ain't this. Women ain't that. They do this. The people that subscribe to those platforms and disclaimer one and disclaimer one that bash women. Most of those guys have been heavily hard rejected before. And you see what happens on those platforms. You have a bunch of guys that at one point in their life were rejected by somebody that they thought was just cold. I mean, man, she was bad. I'm about to go talk to her, see what's up, boom, boom, blah, blah. And they get rejected. So those guys go into a solutions focused mode, always trying to figure why did I get rejected by one girl? They will go as far to research, read, make podcasts about this situation on how they need to level up what they need to do so they will never be rejected again. So for so this is again eyebrows for 
the women that hate those manosphere type of podcasts, one girl rejected each one of those guys and they went into a solutions focused mode where they will never let this happen to them again. And not only that, they're going to teach other men how to make sure it doesn't happen to them either. All because they might have been ghosted by somebody that they really liked. So to answer the question from my end, can men handle rejection? I believe yes, because it's just like constructive criticism. If I know what I can do better, I'm good. I truly believe if a, if a girl, if a woman gives a guy true constructive criticism and just says, hey, I don't like you for this reason. I don't want to date you for this reason. I don't want to give you my number for this reason. I'm, I'm whatever. If you give them a true reason, I'm in a relationship. I'm married. I'm not looking for anybody right now. I don't think I, I, whatever. You're not attractive to me. I think if a guy gets that information from a woman, there's a few ways that he is going to react. The best ones are the ones that I feel are worth a damn. The guys that are truly worth your time, your energy, your yes, are the ones that will say, not a problem, appreciate you, thank you for being honest, and walk off and move on about their business. And if I'm wrong, Men disagree. I want to I want I want to have a discussion. Disagree if I'm wrong. If you are a guy and a girl tells you no because of X, Y, Z, do you continuously stand there and keep it going after she already gave you the reason and the no? Because if you're overly persistent. You just want a physical relationship, you just want to hit. If you keep knocking down the door and just like looking at her like, no, I got you get to a point on that guy where he becomes the hunter. And most hunters, they got to walk in with something. You can't be considered a hunter without a bear head or a deer. Something's got to come back with you in order for you to be considered a hunter. If you don't got that. You ain't trying to you ain't trying to let your boys down. You ain't trying to have them look like you weak. You got to get something, a number, a date, a, something got to come back when you go back to the pack. So if you're overly persistent, they probably want something physical. They just want to prove something to somebody else. If they lash out, if they get pissed off, I just think they like the confidence. You shouldn't get mad at a girl for telling you no. It's all right. It's a no. Move on. Some will, some won't. Who cares who's next? If you have that mindset, that shouldn't bother you. You shouldn't be over here. Oh, my God, man. That's bull, man. Come on, y'all. Like, why, why are you? If you starting to get pissed and lashed out and doing all that kind of stuff, you are a shitty man. You got some shit you need to deal with. Truly. Ain't no reason for you to be throwing a drink in a girl's face because she told you no. That's bullshit. You got to get your shit together. If she's lashing out, 
If she, excuse me, if he's lashing out, if he's getting mad because you said no, that is not a guy that you even want to have a situation with in the first place. And back to the overly persistent guy. If he's on you like, oh, come on, like, oh, come on, baby. Like, it's just like, it's just me, you know, da, da, da. sex. Man, that's bull. Why you ain't want to do that? Lacking confidence. Small energy. And he might get upset instead of lashing out because he knows he doesn't have any options. You were probably the first and only girl in a long time that gave him the time of day. And you told him, no, his world is shattered because he's never felt like this with somebody before. He's never seen somebody quite like you before. Probably. And you finally gave him the time of day, talked to him, thought he was nice, had a good outfit one day, just complimented him. Nothing serious. And he got upset and his world got shattered when he finally busted up the courage to ask you for a date. And you said no. And she might have been nice to you. She might have been cool with it. But at the end of the day, a relationship and any of those ships, a relationship, friendship, none of that ship was going to happen. But the guy, again, that just says, okay, that's cool. Thank you so much. It's not a problem. That's the guy. And all of this that I said, you have to be in a position where you can discern the guy that you really want that can make something happen for you and the ones that ain't. Because somewhere in those lines of what I said, the overly persistent guy, the upset guy, the one that lashes out and the whole bunch of others I haven't even mentioned somewhere in there is the guy that's worth your time, worth your energy and is worth a damn. Someone is that confident guy that's not going to do you dirty. And I don't want to hear, oh, he's such a nice guy and stuff like that. I gave him a chance. Women, ladies, if you do, dang, I don't want to cuss. If you don't fuck with the guy, stop. Please cut that shit out. If you genuinely do not like the guy that is approaching you, that is talking to you, please be honest and just shut that shit down. Please. You got guys that will take it to the extreme because you give them the time of day. And then when they find out you were using them. Again, solutions focus. Well, why does she do that? And you just getting away scot-free. But then what's being created on the other platforms on YouTube? All the secrets and all the things that guys talk about that no one else wants to. Oh, you were probably one of the people that caused that. Because you weren't honest. So men can handle rejection, but I think it needs to be honest. I think it needs to be upfront. And it shouldn't be anything that's misleading. If you don't want to give him the number, say no. Tell him why you're in a relationship. He's not attractive. I'm not in looking for anything right now. And if he's overly persistent, he lashes out or get upset. I told you why. He's overly persistent because he wants you sexually. He lashes out because he's lacking confidence. 
He gets upset because he feels like he may not have options. Those are guys you do not want anyway in relationships. Back the hell away. Be upfront and tell them no. We can handle it. Y'all believe we can't? Because some have shown you that they can. Most can. So please just be careful and be honest with these guys that you're talking to. And on that point, as I pour up, I'm not defending no crazy ass men. I'm not defending a guy that throws a drink at a girl in the club because she told him no and made a choice. I'm not defending the guy that'll go and pop his trunk and wait for the girl to come outside the club. Which goes to what I was talking about with lashing out, being overly persistent or getting upset. I'm not talking about those guys. But those guys are crazy and ain't worth your damn time. The respectable gentleman that comes up to you confidently, cool, no true intention. So again, I'm not saying you owe a guy a reason. If you give it to him, that'll slow the process down before he turns into something that you don't like or tells other men to be very careful of women like you. Just say, if you want things to stop, it sometimes starts with you. So I'm going to post that separately from the rest of the cast because I want to know what y'all think. So again, the question is, can men handle rejection? I want to hear from the men and women. And everything that I just said, I'm going to place on the post. It'll be in text. It's not going to be the video format. Uh, I'm learning that Facebook really does hate YouTube and Google. And pretty much if you put a YouTube link on Facebook, it will not get shared. So I'm just going to do this straight as a post and say this was on my podcast. Go to YouTube for more in-depth conversation. But the question is this, and I want women and men to answer. Can men handle rejection? Comment below. Part three. If you paid attention to me at all over the past five years, I removed myself completely from social media for maybe three and a half, maybe four years of the last five. Throughout the entire pandemic, I was not on social media. After my mom passed in 2018, I took a huge break from social media to get my life together came back for a brief period, shut it back off again. Part of why what I was talking about at the very beginning of the pod, where I said people need to be grateful. There was a lot of stuff going around that just did not make me feel comfortable because I wasn't the guy that I wanted to be. And the reason why is because I was comparing myself to other people. But more important, I think the most important thing that that social media break did and did for me I had an opportunity to cleanse some friendships
there were a lot of people that were around me because of who, what I could offer. I was a meal ticket to some. I was an attention magnet for others. Funny, controversial, maybe. But there was a time where people were around me for the wrong reasons because they thought that if they were around me, they could get more. They can get things from me. They can get things from the people that were around me. People were friends with me because I worked at a company that offers you discounted rentals, discounted sales prices for vehicles if you go to that specific company. Still to this day, I got a rule. And if you really, really fuck with me, you know the rule is if I haven't talked to you in 90 days, that is one season. If there is a fall, winter, spring, or summer I have not spoke to you, you do not con you do not contact me or call me for a rental at all. If I ain't heard from you in six months, don't let the first message I hear from you be, oh, can I get this? Nope. Gotta reset the clock, baby. It cleansed a lot of people away from me that I'm like, yo, y'all are not here for me. I just posted this on my Facebook the other day. Hard growth is learning that you ain't for some people and some people ain't for you. And that was for everybody that's been off the dust and scales bandwagon. There were a lot of people that said they was cool with me. They was friends with me. And I think it's because they saw that I was going places. But now that I didn't end up going in the place that you thought I was going to, because everybody wants to say they knew you. Everybody wants to say, oh, yeah, on the way up, I knew him. He was doing, oh, man, he was doing mixtape after mixtape, show after show. When it looked like I was going somewhere, people got real close. And at the most devastating point of my life, people disappeared. And this has to be another pod because I just wonder, it kind of makes you upset when people were cool with you for so long. You have to consider and think, was it all a farce? Was it all fake? Was it just because I thought he was going somewhere? Oh, he has money so he could pay for my food. Let me act like I like him. Dustin's nice, so he's going to cover the tab for the table. Let's just go out and just get some drinks. Let's have a happy hour. He got a job he can cover. He can handle it. Part of my problem was, yeah, And I've learned this. Too nice, get taken advantage of, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we get all that. But the biggest reason I was off of social media is because I had to really see who was there for me. I had to really take inventory of, yo, who was here for me, who wasn't? Who 
made a way to my phone, my door, when I wasn't really on it like that? Who made the effort to reach out to me to be like, yo, you good? Everything straight out, you feeling? How's the wife? How's the kids? How's your peoples? Parents is good? Oh, I didn't know she passed. But I'm glad I hit you. I'm talking radio silence from a few people. And the crazy thing, like I said, my number never changed. I had this. I have and had the same number the entire time. After my mom passed, during the pandemic, every holiday, the number is still the same. Nothing's changed. But for some reason, when Instagram made it look like, oh, man, Dustin's in Alabama with a show. Dustin's in Carolina with a show. He's in Florida with a show. He's, a, he's, in, he's been in South Carolina twice with a show. He just went to Texas with a show. He in Richmond with a show. He in Baltimore with a show. He in Newport News with a show. He in Norfolk with a show. He got placement on K Slay's mixtape. Oh, he's on. Oh, yeah, it's happening. He's, go- he's on. He is 1,000%. That's our way in. We got to do everything we can to latch. You reset. You reset. And you fade to the back. I remember in 20, I want to say it was, had to be 2015. There was a conversation that happened for 30 seconds in 2015. I'll never forget on Hampton's campus. with One of my frat brothers from Norfolk State. This conversation is how I felt during that entire hiatus off of social media. Dude came up to me and was like, yo, Dustin, was good, man? How you been? I thought you was dead or something. I ain't seen you. I thought you was dead. And my response back to him was probably the smartest, dumbest shit I could ever say. Because I'm a smart ass, you know. If you know me, you know. He said, yo, Dustin, I ain't seen you in a minute, man. I hope all is good, man. It's like you was dead or something. You ain't, you ain't been around, man. It's like you was dead. I'm like, yeah, and so, what, and so what if I was? I ain't never seen a dude's face go so white. Uh, on skates to where the reaction said, oh shit, I didn't even think of that. Damn, man, I ain't seen him and I thought you was dead. What if I was? Oh shit, I didn't even think of that. Same thing applies now. Just because you see me on social media and it looks like I'm active and everything's good. The cleanse was to make sure I knew who was on my side. Hampton was way too close. People at Hampton was way too small. It was way too close. You could be friends with somebody that's friends with somebody that do not fuck with you. You could talk to this dude and he could talk to dude and that dude was like, oh, I don't bang with him. 
He garbage. I can't stand his ass. He got to act. Whatever. How you cool with the dude you talking to that's going to the other dude saying, like, yo, he bullshit, and the dude's not defending you. That happened all the time. But that was just what we dealt with. Because it was so small. You literally could have a conversation with somebody and dap them up. That truly ain't with you. But you don't know that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out. And I ain't wrote down a list of names yet, but believe me, I can and I will. There were people that came to see me in Texas. There's people that, that, yo, you know what? Shout out to anybody that's traveled to see me in Texas. I ain't hard to find. I'm not hard to call. Oh, Dustin, you sound hurt. You fucking right. <laughs> it's one of them situations where it's like, damn, I thought it was tight like that. Relationships and friendships is two-way streets, my guys, my girls. You can't just all of a sudden be like, oh, man, yeah. I don't fuck with them. If it's one of them situations where I was going to bat for you, when I was there for you, been there for you, not even on some resource using, just there talking to you, being there for you, checking to make sure you're straight. And again, as I said in part two of this, I'm the confident dude. I'm okay. I'm good with it. I've been to my therapy and I understand it's all good. I'm not tripping about it. But I want to get I want to get to that level so I can help y'all to understand what it is and what it felt like and what it what it what it is and what it felt like. It didn't feel great. It doesn't feel good. It's not the best feeling in the world. But I went on social media, partially to clear my own brand, clear my brain, clean up my brand, and then see who was there to mess with me for real the long way. And for those people that reached out to me, called me, texted me, FaceTime, visited, high appreciation. I, I love y'all for that. And I great, I grandly appreciate y'all for that. More than y'all know. But for the folks that didn't, for the people that's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was me that didn't really, it's all good. I'm not mad. I just want you to know that that's something in the back of my mind when we're talking. I haven't heard from you in X amount of years, X amount of time. We can't be best friends in one part of life and then not in the other because somebody didn't play their role. Oh, doesn't that's messed up? You didn't hit nobody up. No, I didn't. My mom passed. Not to be selfish, but I was going through something. So that was the time where I was expecting somebody or some people to be like, yo, what's good? Everything straight. Especially knowing I ain't been on media in years. If something happened to me, y'all would have never knew. Circle got small. Everybody can't go. That's literally how I'm on right now. The circle got real, real, real small. 
Now I know who's it. And the purpose of this pod is again, how many times do I say, I want to make sure I build value and give back to y'all so y'all can go through things that I went through without ever having to, with, with the knowledge and the resilience to go through it. I don't ever want to be, I don't want y'all in the situations I was in without giving y'all some kind of template of like, yo, this is how I dealt with it. It might be different from you, but here's a base, right? And my hope is that it'll turn into something pretty major. I believe that it will because the basis of it is helping people in front of me, helping people on the opposite side of this camera, helping you realize your true self and get to where you want to get to. But the cleanse served its purpose. I know who's in. More importantly, I know who's out. Now, it's a couple people that I had some strong relationships with that is going to be easier for them to swing back to the other side with just a few conversations, maybe even a visit and a beer or two, a drink or two. Hey, you know I'm down to drink. Bottles ain't nothing. I can break out the good stuff. It's a bottle of Classe Azul upstairs right now, untapped. Ain't nothing. We got it. Casamigos, XO, what you want? We don't do regular Henny. You bring beige Henny through this doorstep, you're getting kicked out. VSOP minimum. Hennessy Black minimum. Hennessy Black. I'll let VSOP go. I will not let VS in the house. 50 and above. $50 and above. I'm being cheap, bozos. Anyway, I cleaned up my brand. I cleaned up my social media and wanted to make sure I presented these podcasts to you. And that's what we're on right now. We're on content. We're on creativity. Sorry, my mic got hit. We're on content. We're on creativity. We're on taking, we're on content, creativity, and care. That's what we're on. This is the best space for me to do that. And I'm so happy I'm able to do this. Y'all have no idea. Y'all don't understand. These three parts could have been all their different podcasts and they may be in the future, especially this cleanse. Because we got a lot more we could talk about on that. But what I want to leave y'all with is just, just make sure y'all know it's okay. I'm not, I'm not the most important person in the world. I told my friend that I talked about early on the, on the pod that I had a conversation with him. I told him, I'm, I'm, not, I'm nobody. I literally consider myself that humble. I'm like, yo, I'm not the most important person in the world. I'm not the most important person in the equation. That's the person on the opposite side of this camera. As long as I can help that person, I'm good. But what I say and what I do, it shouldn't matter. It don't matter. And I'm not saying I deserve to be hit up or deserve contact. I ain't saying none of that at all. All I'm saying is it would have felt nice. It had been good. It had been I right to know that there was people out there that was like worried about me that fucking, but it's all good. Because the people that I got around me in my circle, the people that's in, that's all I needed, baby. We good. I'm going to make sure I can do whatever I can for that specific group of people. And it's not going to be much of an exclusion because I'm giving y'all my life experience. But the resources 
Yeah. That goes to the folks on the end. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch through the whole hour, damn it, I might just put you in the end club. <laughs> I might just go ahead and put you on the end. I might put you on the list, man. I might just be like, you know what? They in. Don't, don't even worry about it. Let them in. It's all good. They got it. I ain't even worried about him or her. Like, yo, yeah, bring them through the back, man. We good. If you watch through the whole hour. And again, man, this is the Scales Speaks podcast. This is episode 12. This is the longest one we've done since we started. 12 episodes in. Man, this feels so good. And I know I'm doing the right thing because every step I'm taking just feels better. It gets better. There's new technology. There's new things to try, new gear, new things to do. Like, I'm getting suggestions left and right. The subscribers are going up. The Twitter followers are going up. Uh, Facebook friends are coming back. I'm starting to get back into Facebook, starting to get into the groove of social media. This feels good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your support. Please follow and subscribe. The YouTube page, Scale Speaks. Twitter is at the Dustin Scales, D-U-S-T-I-N-S-C-A-L-E-S. Scale Speaks on TikTok, at Scale Speaks. Instagram at Scale Speaks at the Dustin Scales and Linktree forward Linktree.com forward slash Scale Speaks. We are on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It is all over. Wherever you want to find me, I am there. And again, for those that were in the cleanse, I'm around, I'm accessible. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation because I want to see where y'all was at. I just want to know. The drink is gone. The light's about to be off. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.